0: Hi, I'm Lukas from Slovakia and I like the Achievers Chamber because I have the opportunity to meet talkative people who are about the same level. Uh, Shut up, I'm listening to the next English podcast. everyone welcome back to the next english podcast and my guest today is tommy aka Thomas bradford hi tommy
1: hello world outside of the window hello 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 um I, you know and like, i really hate being on i really don't know what to do on these podcasts <laughs> because like um i have my own podcast yeah. but my own podcast is just it feels like i'm I'm not the guest. It feels like I'm a host here. I just feel really uncomfortable because I can.
0: I can make you a co-host if you want. If that if that makes you feel better.
1: No, you you know that makes me a li- that makes me feel a little less anxious. But no, I'm ha- Thank you, Teacher Z. I'm here. I'm happy to mm-hmm. be on. Um I was just hoping that I was going to hear your your jingle, but you never you never played your jingle.
0: Yeah, because that happens in the post-production phase. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm let down. I'm really let down. But I will go. And listen, I will go and listen to this as soon as, as soon as you post it. I'm going to go and listen to it, just like so listen to just the world famous jingle.
0: Just for the jingle, yeah. You're not going yeah, to listen to it the like an actual podcast. Just you just want to hear the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, welcome, welcome to the podcast, uh, Tommy. It's Good to have you here. And just for people that are listening to the podcast, this is also getting published on the YouTube channel. Is that okay, Tommy? I don't think I I told you that. <laughs>
1: oh shoot! Damn, that that that's that's new to me. But no, anything. I have no problem with being recorded. No problem with being um, listened to, watched, or anything. As long as people realize that when you are being watched and when you're being recorded, it there is a completely different. Um, completely different way of seeing someone yeah Yeah. those of us those who are going to be listening uh listening will not see the the messy background but those who are watching this are going to see the messy background and think this guy is a complete loser because you know he couldn't even put he couldn't even put the bed together well public service announcement when you've got three kids at home you can't always do everything so i'm just we've left things as they are because it's how we work in this household so you know those of you watching and thinking, i'll get this guy off here do not even ever talk to him again i'm like well i would do something which would be very rude but i'm not going to do it because it would be very rude so anyway i'm not going to hijack your podcast back back to the back to the home here we go
0: well two things first of all um if you hadn't said that your background was messy, I wouldn't I wouldn't have noticed anything. Oh now I can see. Basically your face is right right I see it, right in front of it. So you're hiding it.
1: <laughs> I'm trying my very best to hide it because you know if I move myself in if I move myself in any direction then it then it becomes more evident what's behind me. So you know I'm trying to stay still as much as possible on my seat for now so that no one can see what's behind me. Anyway second
0: thing is that i am exactly the same and i don't even have kids so what does it make me then that's why i have this green thing to to like hide everything yeah i am one of the people you can can imagine
1: is that is is that the listeners i hear they asking they're asking you to pull the green thing down now (laughs) they're asking i can hear them screaming at the screen saying pull it down pull it down you know i feel i feel like i feel like you you owe the listeners at least one thing, mm. in the fact like, that you should pull that green thing down, well, just so they, you can just so you can show us what's behind the green thing.
0: They they have seen it before. I've got some board games behind it. It's it's like another thing that is kind of not it doesn't really reflect the state that my room is in <laughs> because I've made this nice corner which is like <laughs> it's that place that I use for podcasting or for recording these videos so that nobody can see. The re- the reality here, because I think that would put people off. <laughs> so.
1: Well, the thing is, teachers have two realities. We have the teachers, we have the teacher side of us, and we have our private side. Um, normally, when I record my podcast, it's only for audio. But those people who get, you know, there are some students of mine who get the pleasure of actually being able to see the 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 video recording of the episode. Um. They don't see the mess behind me. What they see is basically a beautiful background with the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco because I, I record on Zoom. So, you know, with Zoom, you can you can whack up a virtual virtual background which blocks out everything and no one sees the mess behind you. Because, like you said, teacher, it is true that you end up becoming like uh a magnet for people who don't really like you, you know, there's lots of hate going around at the moment. And if people see your backgrounds and people see the, the reality of your private life, they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't really want that person to be my teacher. So, (laughs) you know, I try to avoid showing this background behind me because it is really just only for private, only for private use. Absolutely.
0: I I think, I think people people are not that harsh, actually. You know, I think people understand. People are people themselves, right? So they have their lives. They might be similar to us, actually. Thomas, well, I'd, Thomas. I'd,
1: I'd hope you know. I'd hope I'd hope that people would have a bit of understanding, you know, because um, you know we all have our private lives, and we all have the work lives that we live in. You know, so the work lives is something completely different where we block out everything that we don't want to be seen in our private lives that's something that we only as people you know our family yep. our very closest friends will see so you know for me it's what you see behind me is just it's not um let's say it's not a symbol of who i am i'm not a messy person we're not a messy family it's just if you have three people three kids and two adults in a household you never get around to managing to put everything back together again so yeah, you see, this is in,
0: this is interesting. Like you feel like you have to justify yourself. For me, it's it's the other way around. I I say it with a sense of pride almost because I'm proud of being a little bit messy because the people who are like OCD and who just they, they drive me mad, like people that you know clean too much and. Yeah. put everything away and it's just it's just too it's go, it goes too far so I, mean, I, I i don't mind being a little bit messy because that's who i am right that's that's, that's myself me,
1: um, let me let me just put it this way you know there's basic hygiene there's basic hygiene you know and then there's of course going, yes. then there's going ott over the top and people just you know there were people who are who try to do a bit you know try you just keep it at least basic you know there's a bit of basic hygiene a bit of basic so that we don't break our necks walking around but then there are other people who just take it to the next next level and say okay so we're going to tidy everything up so there's going to be nothing on your desk there's going to be nothing on the floor there's going to be nothing nothing which looks out of place and i know quite a few of those sort of people no names named no fingers pointed and Personally, I'm not one of those people who takes it to the next level for me. If I know where things are, if I can find things, you know, literally put my hands on them, I know where they are, I can see them in front of me. Yeah. That's that's for me the perfect level of tidiness. Um, so that's it. You know, that's really something about the tidy that's the tidiness issue here.
0: Great. Okay, now that this is out of the way. That was quite a nice rambly intro, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's why I like Tommy. Because he can do this, yeah. Uh, I think I would say we have something in common. Let's say uh, I sometimes do that as well, um, tangents and things like that. that. That's quite common on this podcast. Um, so um, obviously, I know you from Instagram, Tommy. Uh, you're also known as Tamás. So uh, that that's quite an unusual name. Would you mind explaining to us uh, the origin of the name?
1: Happily, um, so my you know lots of people who know me on Instagram will know me by. You will know me by my 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 nickname tommy you know so anyone who's who doesn't know me yeah there we go there we go there's that banner at the bottom that's a oh that's a beautiful banner look at that run go I let, it my run, let it run like a, let it run like a rabbit run rabbit run and um, so those of you who know me on instagram by my nickname will think okay I've seen your name by I've seen your Instagram handle which is running through here on the screen for for viewers yeah and um, You'll be thinking, oh, where did that number... He doesn't sound very English. So, like, okay, just explain to me what it means to be English. What does it, you know, <laughs> what does it mean to be English? What do I need to be... Do I need to be... Do I need to have a very um, bog-standard English name like what? John Smith. And I'm like, well, hang on a second. I can't be John Smith because that's not my name. So the name, I, the name I've got here is running on oh, that that I really like that. That's that that banner is really putting me off now. I love <laughs> it though. Like, I just love I'm just gonna put my I'm just gonna keep stroking it. Like I'm gonna keep I, stroking it. Oh where is it? There it is. I you, can't <laughs> it keeps running on the away. right
0: side of my screen. Yeah so you can go you can start from there and then whenever it fits to my side of the screen I can carry on. Yeah
1: <laughs> it's beautiful. Um no so my name Tamash comes from Hungary. I'm half a half Brit, half Hungarian I grew up in the U.K., uh, went to school in the U.K., went to university in the U.K., and then about nine years, just over nine years ago, I moved to Germany. And that's oh. where I'm based out from now at the moment. So, you know, teachers, Danek, he asked me earlier what time would be good for me. And I said anytime after one thirty, think yeah. U.K. time. He thought, oh, wait, he still lives in the U.K., and then here was me thinking, Zdenek lives in the UK. That's why he's asking me what time in the UK is good for me. And I said to him, Yo, d what's wrong with you? I live in Germany. It's like, oh yeah, I remember that. I feel, you forget, you know. So uh, we're literally I'm, next
0: door. We are neighbors, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you live literally next door to me, but not next door. I do, to I, do. Me. I do. Um next so yeah, my I'm, I come from a background which is Hungarian, a half Hungarian, half British background. And no, I'm not proud to be British. And no, I'm not proud to be Hungarian. I'm mm-hmm. proud European.
0: Oh, thank God. Thank, thank God, God we have someone like that on the podcast, man. Yeah. I'm with you. Welcome aboard. I'm exactly the same. Thank I'm you. not proud to be Czech at all. Okay. I don't I've never claimed to, you know, to assume any other nationality, let alone British. I wouldn't dare. And I'm proud to be European, and we know what happened with Brexit. So I I don't have to ask you about that because we already oh, know. No, please, please do.
1: Please do. You already I, know where you stand on that.
0: Oh, and um, yeah.
1: We do. I I don't think anyone has ever asked me where I stand on Brexit. But can I just quickly drop and in, drop into Brexit there? Because go on then. Go on. I you know when people bring up Brexit, me being me, I like to um. I like to poke a bear in the middle of winter. You know, I really like to get up people's noses. I really like to annoy people with my uh, with my unpatriotic view of the UK. I voted, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and now I can hear the people starting to click unfollow here on Instagram. I voted against Brexit, and that's, I am proud. I am proud to have voted against Brexit. That's why I said
0: we know. Where you stand on Brexit, I was right. Right, it was o- o-
1: obvious to me. <laughs> yeah, I voted. Right. I voted against Brexit simply because, um, I knew at the time what the, uh, what the consequences would be. You know, I was not. I'm not someone who is wet behind the ears and decides. Uh, you know, and doesn't know anything about anything. I know. That there are big, there are big consequences about Brexit, and we're still seeing them today. So mm-hmm. Brexit for me is like the well in a china shop. You know, I'm using lots of uh, idioms here. Do I need to? That's good. That's good. That's good. To any of these, maybe, or do your listeners know what these mean?
0: Well, we this is a podcast for high level learners, so um, the least they can do is to guess the idioms from context. And um, you're doing a brilliant job of throwing them in. And um, I also think that English learners don't have to understand every single phrase exactly. and, and it's also good that, um, you know, obviously, listeners are at different level uh, of proficiency. So um, everyone can find something in your speech,
1: let's say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you don't. there's a myth that we have to learn as, as learners. We have to understand every word that is said between two, you know, in a conversation. And um, if that were true, then we would never, then we wouldn't be learning, we wouldn't be learners anymore. We'd become proficient, we'd be proficient at that, that at that language, and we'd end up, um, we'd never end up learning languages, you know, because all languages would be literally programmed into us. So, you know, for me, if someone comes to me and says, Oh, Tommy, I need to, I want to understand every word that you're saying to me, it's like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. You know, you do that, but you don't necessarily need to do that. Because what's what's important is if you don't understand something, you can always ask. Yeah. Or if you don't ask, you can always look up in the dictionary. Or if yeah. you don't look up in the dictionary, you can look up on the many hundreds of thousands of online dictionaries, not Google Translator, because that's not a dictionary, that's just an algorithm. And please, if anyone says to me they use Google Translator as their dictionary, I will I will happily throw them out of the window. <laughs> and until they realise that they are doing themselves and their language learning in the wrong way. So there we go.
0: It seems like we share the same views on language learning.
1: <laughs> we are we are what we are we are what you we are what you would call Superheroes, exactly. To quote someone, you know, to quote someone's real from earlier this week. <laughs> <laughs> so you quoting my real? Some, yeah, exactly. Someone for real, to... for real. Yeah. Are you doing that for real? I'm doing it for real. <laughs> you know, but, um, we are, as you said quite rightly in your real, we are super. But we are superheroes because we teach languages. Um, we are teachers, teachers are super are superheroes, along with many other people who have got through this terrible COVID crisis, you know, exactly. so you, police, fire brigade, nurses, doctors, kindergarten teachers, nursery teachers, you know, those are the real true heroes of this yep. COVID crisis and not just COVID crisis, but of our society in general. So those of you, who are, crisis, yeah. those of you who are any who are one of these types who are part of these uh professions big hand goes out to you because you are true superheroes
0: nice big up to you guys obviously if your profession wasn't mentioned um that's purely accidental um oh. obviously-
1: well yeah you know I'm, not, I'm you know i'm gonna say it's it was purely accidental because I'm not just calling out a certain section of the of society i'm also calling out people who are actually who actually do a job for us unlike and let me just call out those of you who are investment bankers hedge fund bank hedge funders and the to- upper one percent of our society for me and you know i can hear the unfollows going in left right and center here you are the um cancer of our society oh <laughs> you're the scum yeah i'm a uh- my problem uh, is that I get, you know, I get pulled into making comments and then when people don't like it, they have a go at me for making the comments. It's like, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. You know, there but, is, there, is other you, way, there are other ways of, you know, I'm you, you just, like, ignore it, walk no, away. But there are so
0: many teachers with different opinions. You know, this is you, this is your unique self. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not the worst thing, Tommy, because the social media algorithms... Tend to favor people like you, actually, <laughs> because if something sparks controversy or controversy, whichever yeah. one, whichever pronunciation you prefer, then uh, obviously you're gonna you're gonna get more views and you're gonna get more publicity, and uh, the algorithm is gonna show whatever you're posting to more people. So this is a good thing that that you you know you are a little bit controversial. <laughs>
1: I mean controversy is not controversy or um, well uh, controversy that's the way that I pronounce the word pronounce yeah. the word by the way you know but there are there's the other way the American way you controversy, yeah.
0: controversy,
1: controversy, or or controversy controversy or controversy <laughs> you know um, the controversy in my comment is that people are going to be listening and thinking um Stenek, where did you get this guy from and, and <laughs> i
0: don't think so (laughs) listen they they know me so i'm i'm a specimen by myself and then there have been a lot of different guests on my podcast the like from all different walks of life and different teachers uh, native teachers non-native teachers uh, younger teachers older teachers you know so i don't think (laughs) i don't think my i think my my listeners are seasoned uh, seasoned uh, people and they you know they i don't think i mean <laughs> you are unique absolutely that's why i'm happy to have you here but i think they will be fine i think they are, <laughs> they will handle this <laughs>
1: super and i believe that you also have something to do with football I believe you are a good, you're a football, you're a football man. My, you know, I shouldn't be asking you these questions.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering what, what, what are you doing? Are you, did, did you, think, did you think you were on your podcast now?
1: <laughs> oh, I've, I've I really got myself in, I've really put myself in the brown stuff now. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay.
1: Um, Yeah. Just to
0: answer your question. I do like football. Yes. And um, so, um, so you, you are, let, let's just let's just repeat this so you are a brit with a hungarian name living in germany yeah and the first thing i should mention is um my condolences on passing of the queen because we are recording literally was is it three three days four yeah. days, after the two queen, days two days two days two days, uh, days, two, after days. The, two days after the queen passed away yeah so um how does that make you feel
1: well, I mean, for me, it doesn't make a big difference, you know. For me, the Queen is the Queen. She's always been the Queen. She, she, she's the longest-serving British Queen that we've had. Yeah. Do I have any any sorrow uh, from her passing? <laughs> that you know, this is another contra- I'm going to go controversial here because I love contro- I love controversy. Um, I'm an anti-monarchist. How dare oh, you? Okay, so How people explain more. So, um, I, you know, I grew up in the UK, and for twenty odd years, I saw what the Queen did. You know, I I saw this pompous system that we have, hmm. headed by a woman who, who is in, who, you know, who. Was the longest serving monarch, you know, she died literally less than 48 hours ago, or whatever it was. Hmm. For me, when people ask, Why am I against the monarchy? it's not that I'm against the queen herself, it's that I'm against the system the queen symbolizes. Now, it
0: has no place in the 21st century, right? It's about, uh, like, um, privilege basically.
1: is that, no. is that
0: is that something we should we should have in the twenty first century in Western society?
1: No, privilege doesn't have a you know privilege has no um, has no place you know ding dong there's a bit of, there's a bit of an irony there that I have I have privilege when it comes to being an English teacher Yes. I'm that that however does not mean that I don't use my privilege as an English teacher in in a in, a, in certain way but mm-hmm. let's just go back to the queen and the monarchy here the yes the queen the monarchy brings home millions of pounds in um you know in tourism you know every year lots of hundreds of thousands of people flock to the shores of the uk you know to london and to other parts of the uk and they they and they bring in money yeah super yeah but that's because it's the that's because of the molecule, not yep. because of the UK and its natural beauty. And there is a lot of natural beauty in the UK. Hmm. To name just a few places, the Peak District, the Lake District in the northern yep. part of the UK. Then, uh, then we have the area where I where I used to live, the Downs, which are also beautiful. They're they're hills, meadows, beautiful area. Then we got Dorset on the south coast. We got Cornwall, we've got Devon on the uh, down in the southwest. We've got the Cliffs of Dover, which is a symbol yep. of Britishness. You know, mm-hmm. when people see the White Cliffs of Dover, they know, wow, I've made it to the UK. Um, but there is lots more outside of there is lots more to the UK than a monarchy, which has been in power since the you know since 1066. You know. Mm-hmm. And for me, what for me, what's wrong with the what's wrong with it, um, is that if you belong to the modern society, you should t- you should actually pay your share in a modern society. Um, lots of documents have come out recently in the f- last few years that have shown that the Queen herself paid no tax on any of her private income that the royal family hasn't paid any tax on their income. You know, So every time you go to a uh, car, uh, you know, to a national, uh, to one of their castles or to one of the, one of their buildings, which is under, which is under the sort of monarchy. Yeah. Windsor Castle being one of them, which is literally stone's throw away from where I used to live. Mm -hmm. Sandringham in Norfolk is another one or Balmoral. Where That's the where queen Jean died, yeah. Where the queen died, exactly in Scotland. Every time visitors walk through those gates, the money goes not directly to the British state; it goes directly into the back pockets of the monarchy. Now, in any normal society, if I get income, I have to pay tax on that income. Yeah. But apparently, the monarchy, the the, the monarchy doesn't believe it. That it's necessary for them to pay income on their earnings so you know if that's if that's true then mm-hmm. technically speaking there, there's not you, the, you like, would not have to pay tax anymore you know yeah, if we not, no, there's, there's no equality.
0: equality and and if someone is a monarch or someone is in charge of a country shouldn't they be the ones to set the example for people right
1: well that's it that's exactly yeah. what that's exactly it you know yeah. if they are the heads of state they pay tax on their earnings. Because they are the heads of state, they are the they are the figureheads, they are yep. the first people that anyone sees. And if they don't pay tax, then that means that basic people like me, like you, we won't have to pay tax anymore on any of our addicts. Mm. Which would mean that I would get arrested by we would get arrested yep. on tax evasion. We'd probably get chucked in prison for it. Yep. So technically speaking. Her Majesty, despite being dead, you know, should have paid taxes. She should have set an example uh, for the rest of the UK that paying taxes is the right thing to do. Mm. And just, just, to put, just to put a figure on it, if, we, if, the, if the monarchy paid their taxes correctly, we would eradicate hunger and poverty in the world, not just once over, not just twice over, but estimated 50 times over. 50 times over. In the world? What do you mean in the whole world? In the whole world. In the whole world, we would. So that's the number which is amazing. You know, imagine all those poor people in Africa who saw the death of the queen, never met her before, never seen her, we'll never see her ever again, we'll never see her, they would no longer have to live in poverty.
0: Well, I think you're putting things into perspective here. Um, But I just want to tell you that didn't you guys have referendum on abolishing the monarchy? Didn't you guys, when I say you guys, I mean, mean the, British. the British people, didn't you have referendum on that we know what's happening with the referenda they don't go
1: really well (laughs) right? I um, I, I think we did I think you're right there we did and you know the problem is that it's all a bit sort of like um, if you're seen as a social Democrat then you're seen as a person who's so-called snowflake Yep. you know inverted not not something that falls out of the sky which is why <laughs> but someone who's sort of who's, seen, who's a bit sort of um it's this idea of the count the uh what is it the cancel culture and being woke so you know if yeah. you call out so if you call out someone for being a monarchist then you're considered to be woke considered yeah. to be non-patriotic considered to be um many things you know and you know, I've not, <laughs> thank God, I've never been called unpatriotic in my life, mm-hmm. you know. But on Twitter, within the last 48 hours, lots of people who have given their views about the monarchy, who have called the monarchy out for what it is, for mm-hmm. a racist, um, old-fashioned system, they've been called unpatriotic, called not you know, you're not fit to live within the uk anymore. So me, that feels a bit wrong. It feels wrong that we're
0: but doesn't it doesn't surprise me, Tommy, because it it does go hand in hand with that narrative that came out of brexit and it's it's that clash, right like, it's the society clash, isn't it? like
1: yeah I mean, you know you know brexit basically, Brexit Brexit basically stoked the fires of this um of this cancer culture, this 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 wokeness, this idea of being patriotic, unpatriotic, yeah. um, this idea of having of are you British, are you not British? Um I was called I was called after Brexit once upon a time by someone I don't know who they are, and I you know doesn't matter who they are. I was called out for being unpatriotic mm. against my country, and I said, "Why am I unpatriotic?" He said because you voted against Brexit. I was like, "Well, no, I'm not unpatriotic for for voting against Brexit. I'm just calling Brexit out for what it
0: is—a
1: yeah. thing which is not thought out, a thing which is which doesn't work." And, and at we, the
0: time when people voted for it, people had no idea. I know they don't like to hear it, but they had no idea what they were voting for. It wasn't defined. It wasn't defined at all. The question on the ballot paper was, do you want to leave the European Union or not, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's mean, yeah,
1: it wasn't, as you said quite correctly, on the ballot sheet, it wasn't defined what Brexit meant. Yeah. It didn't. No one defined it clearly. From the Brexit camp, those who vote, those who were in the Brexit camp never openly said, "Oh, Brexit means basically uh, long queues at Dover, shelves going empty for for weeks and months, and you know, in a go, um, people being out of jobs for weeks and months in a go." You know, no one said no one said that because but the
0: romantic the romantic idea was that there would be fewer foreigners in the country. You would hear. Foreign languages less yep. than you used to, and also that you would be better off economically. And <laughs> I'm not sure that any of that has happened. Uh, any well, of that? I mean, is, I, I mean, I a mean, lot of lot of foreigners left the UK, including myself. I was there yeah. uh, in, in 2019. Okay, it wasn't the main reason I left. In yeah. 2020, it was COVID. But still, now at some point, I was thinking of going back. Yeah, I even applied for the for the visa, but it was so. It, at first, like on the government site, they told me it would take three weeks or something. Yeah, and then three months later, I had to make a decision because I was running out of money. I had to make a decision to stay in the Czech Republic because I yeah. couldn't wait forever. I didn't know when whether anything was going to happen with that application. So, in a way, I am. <laughs> they they got what they what they wanted i'm not oh, there
1: you know that's it um I'm just this summer just to put a you know just to put a face on it there would there would have been in certain parts of the uk lots of strawberry pickers lots of fruit pickers yeah. all over you know in certain parts of the uk those farmers who had hired previously uh non-british workers to come and you know seasonal workers to come and pick the fruit had to leave three quarters of of that fruit on trees or on bushes because they could not pick it themselves, and because no Brits would make their hands dirty picking up picking a strawberry off a strawberry bush. Let's just put it you know that's to put a face on it. You know we all say, oh it's well and, all well and good that um all well and good that we we made Britain. You know it it comes a bit from the Trumpian book of uh book of ideas that we have to make America great again yeah. or in this case we have to make Bre- we have to make Brit- Britain great again well did we make Britain great again <laughs> I've not seen it I've not seen it yeah, and um,
0: that's you you are skeptical from the beginning you were always like or
1: I was skeptical was the main, from the beginning. then
0: then the people that were on the opposite side of the argument, how long will it take till they admit it? Or will they ever do that?
1: No, well, no, that's fun. You know, that's the funny thing. We now have a prime minister, Liz Truss, who originally was an, was anti-Brexit, but she's flipped the table. She's turned herself completely. Hmm. Now she's completely anti-Brexit.
0: Well, yeah? the question is now, can you really trust yeah. her? No, can well, you... You know, the thing well, my is... Her name is Truss, but can you trust her? <laughs>
1: In this I can't trust, no, I can't trust her at all. The thing is that we have to remember those people who were originally on the anti-Brexit side, one of them actually, former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, they saw the way that the people were going to vote. They saw the way that the tide was turning against the EU. Hmm. And when they saw it coming, they made the rash decision of going to the other side to say, okay, well, you know, we're going to hide the truth behind a veil of lies. We're going to hide the truth behind this idea that we, we are we are for Brexit. Boris, I know this what?
0: happened, right? But but what, like, it had to be people like Boris, someone who's unscrupulous, someone who doesn't have any moral, like, compass. compass. And just, yeah. just the value, his values, like. I don't know what's the word for
1: it he doesn't have value he doesn't have value that's the thing
0: maybe he does but they are they are the wrong ones like he's like a con man or a crook or well the thing is Trump was the same right so and he just it's his opportunity to to get power right so it's he, he sees it as an as an opportunity but he doesn't care about how it's done like I heard that before before he made the decision before the referendum or something he wrote two articles. One of them was like pro Brexit. One of them was anti Brexit. And then overnight, he decided. Like I don't know how it was, but I heard that was that was what happened.
1: Well, the thing with Boris Johnson is that he has never been able to. No one's ever, you know, no one has ever held him to account for anything he's done. You know, as yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mayor of London, he did things which were, which could be considered corruption. Um, you know, in private life, he has done certain. He's gone through, I don't know how many how many women he's gone through, but he's had certain amount of girlfriends, certain amount of wives. Do we yeah. know
0: how many kids he had then?
1: No, no one knows. No, no, that's the thing. We still don't know how many kids he's yeah. got.
0: He didn't yeah. admit it. He was asked by the press, but he he wasn't able to answer. Well,
1: I don't think he, he knows himself, himself, he himself exactly. He himself doesn't know how many children he has because, mm-hmm. you know, there were. You know, there was, a, there was a scandal, for example, um, about 18 months ago, maybe two years ago. There was a, an American called Jennifer who who apparently, according to her, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be very anti-libel here, you know, so that no one's going to come and sue me for what I'm saying here. But she apparently was given access by Boris Johnson to, um, to certain aspects of London life this was when Boris Johnson was apparently mayor of London mm. and um, with this came the privilege of apparently I mean, you know I'm using here apparently because this has never been this is, you know the credentials of this have never been really confirmed or not confirmed mm. she apparently then was given access to Boris's bed
0: There you go. There I'm we curious,
1: go. A man who, he, a man who's more. People,
0: people, people knew about all these accusations, and that has that ha, there has been a lot of information about Boris before he became prime minister. And yet, people there were people from like low income families that decided to vote conservatives just because of Brexit. Well, right? it. Because, because he promised to deliver Brexit. He he's he told everyone. We will get Brexit done. Let's get Brexit done, right? The one—it's like it's,
1: it was oven cooked. It was oven cooked, and it was ready to serve. His yeah. work, his words, oven cooked, ready to serve. We're we three years down the line now, and we still nowhere near close enough to knowing what this oven cooked Brexit looks like.
0: At least, um, at least he had he had a good good few parties, and uh, you know, like, enjoyed himself, right? And,
1: down the street. Um, he 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 enjoyed himself at the uh, at the expense of millions of people who couldn't enjoy themselves. He did things which were illegal, and he knew that they were illegal. But yet, when he when he was asked, "Have you done them, or were you there, or you know, uh, were you aware that they were illegal?" He apparently, you know, he has he numerously said, "I never knew that they were illegal." Yet his own party, the Conservative Party, implemented you know, brought in the rules to be implemented, yet he didn't find it necessary to implement them himself.
0: Hmm. And so 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 does he think he why did he do all this? Does he think he's above law or uh he will get away with it? Or uh is that like was he proving something to himself? Like it makes no sense. But what makes even more no if I can say it like that, more no sense. Strange English there, but um <laughs> it's just the way the British public reacts to all this. Like, okay, they, they will say, All right, let's get rid of let's get rid of him, but at least he got Brexit done. You see, like they credit him with that at least.
1: <laughs> I mean they could they say he, you know, they say, okay, we got rid of him. You know, we managed his own party got rid of him because he he was seen as a liability. He was seen as um, someone who had no more, you know, had literally no more road to no more road to run on. You know, mm-hmm. there was so only so much that you, he could really. There was only so much patience that his own party could have. Um, yes. They will be saying, lots of people will be saying, well done, he did. You got Brexit done. Hmm. The question I'd have for those would be, so how did you get Brexit done? Yeah. Did you, was it at the expense of millions of people who are now going hungry, who have no, you know, who are literally trying to find ends, trying to make ends meet here? Yeah. They are not, these, there are hundreds of thousands, of families today in the UK who are struggling because of the cost of living. And that part of the cost of living problem was because of Brexit. And, you know, if we could rewind the clock back to the referendum, but back to the decision that David Cameron made,
0: yeah.
1: we would hopefully people would not make the same decision like they did back then. But knowing the British people, they would actually, they would probably do Brexit. They would make Brexit do, they would make Brexit again, you know, because the problem is that the British people have this, how can I say it goes back to the empire times, we have this sort of idea that we are better than the world. You know, it's us against the world, it's us in the US against the world, you know, and the rest of the world, well, you know, they can go and they can go and do one, but to be brutally honest, this idea of the empire, let me just put it there, as so Dana is—it's—it's it's archaic. Yeah. It's very narrow-minded to think that your country or you are better than the world. Yeah, yes, the UK uh, or Britain um, had an empire which was three quarters of the world, stretching from north to south, east to west. There was always there was somewhere where. Uh, you know, there was a time when the sun never went down on the empire because mm-hmm. if it went up, if it went down in one part of the empire, it was just coming up in the other part. But the problem is that this had an effect on Brexit because we wanted to make Britain, we wanted to make Britain good again, or not, it's, you know, not me personally. I didn't want a to. Make romantic Britain. idea. It's yeah. a romantic idea. Yeah. If we vote against, if we vote for Brexit, then we can rebuild the empire yeah. from what it used, you know, from.
0: There's different context though. Like the context is completely different. And this this is gonna lead to more problems, divide divides of the society. And like the only consolation for you is that you're not the only one. We have more countries that are going insane. Like Trump, right? Was that yeah. first he when he was people? Oh can I, um, followed, I, um, Trump, and then now we have this madman Vladimir Putin yeah so um, am i allowed to am i allowed to talk about
1: trump as well here
0: you can you are allowed to talk about anything on this podcast okay sorry you know, i'm
1: just going to talk about the um the emergence of the far right in the world you know i'm i'm a big fan of i'm a big fan of poking the fire i'm a big fan of poking the far right because i'm i am a i am a lefty you know i i grew up in a family which was full of um you know social democrats slash socialists now um, you know, we, we we don't have to look very far. Um we look in your we can look to our neighbours here in Czech Republic, unfortunately, with um what's his name? Um the far right, your far right leader that you used to have.
0: Um Dab-
1: okay. B- oh, well, he's not Okay.
0: He's problematic for different reasons, yeah. So he's Babish, um Babish, that's his name, Babish. He, he yeah. is accused of fraud. Yeah. And apparently, he used to be like in communist secret service as well. Yeah, so he has got like a past, and he's denying it, yeah. even though there's evidence that he was there. Okay. So he's—I don't think he's far right, though. At least not his opinions. Like I definitely don't like Babish. Yeah, but I think we have someone else who is far right, and that's Okamura. Okay, he is quarter Japanese, but uh, he is—he is, he is uh, sort of representing that wing of. Of politics in the Czech Republic, far right, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, Babish claims to be like kind of in the center, but I don't <laughs> like Babish, um, definitely. <laughs> <It's> strange <laughs> that you mentioned him, <laughs>
1: they wouldn't expect. Yeah, I'm, so- that. I'm sorry that I started poking holes in the Czech, in Czech Republic. Go in the- for it. Um, Help yourself. The world has seen um, a shift from left to right, you know, and it's, it's not something that happened. Overnight, it's not something that happened. You know, someone flicked the switch and everyone, you know, everyone started voting right to centre, far right politics. You know, it it's it has been coming. You know, we have, you know, we had um, the, you know, that Hungarians voted for Orbán, who has turned from right. You know, in nineteen ninety, when he came to, when you know, when Hungary came out of the the uh, communist system. He was right to centre. He was right to centre. So people were thinking, brand new future, bright new future, right to centre politics, beautiful. That's how we want it. We don't want. We're fed up of communism. We're fed up of socialist ideas. We don't need it anymore. But you know, in the recent years, he's he's drifted. He drifted so nice and slowly across the political spectrum, and he's now sat somewhere on the right of right. Right yeah. wing of politics. Um, we don't have to look very far. We can look at the other side of the Atlantic with Donald Trump, who, yeah. thank God, was voted out in by uh, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. We can look to Brazil with Jair Bolsonaro. We can look to many countries,
0: yeah.
1: and we can look at exactly the we can look at the characteristics um, of what they bring to the party. They all believe in making their countries proud again. They all believe in make. they all believe in this idea that we don't need those people from outside. We're good enough to go by ourselves. Um, And they also know, they also believe in the idea that if we do bring it, we only want to see the positive aspects of foreign aid. Hungary, for example, is happy to take on European Union money. Not happy though to not happy to talk about the rule of law though, for example. Yeah. So to be honest, to be brutally, brutally honest, the far right in politics has has been is a specter which has been growing for longer and longer and longer. And it gets to the point where people just are fed up if, of politics as it is. They fed up of the politics of old, and they fed, and they want change. Yeah, so when Orban was re-elected, he brought he he promised change. He brought the change, but the change that he brought saw sort of like a an abruption of an eruption of the state that you know parts of the state supported him because they saw they saw the. They saw what it, he was doing. He was making Hungary great again. The other half of the state believed, well, hang on a second, you, what you're doing is actually against what we believe in. You know.
0: Yeah, it goes against liberal values, and like, um, like he's even against like LGBT, isn't he, and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. You know, he's I mean, is, is it going back? Like he's going backward. Like it's it's going in the backward direction, basically,
1: isn't it? Well, like, that's what that's what these dictators do. Yeah, and it's they, the same they, in Russia they, as well. They roll, back, they roll back the state yeah. for what they want it to look like. And then everyone has to abide by that by that by that um I, by I think, rules.
0: I think it probably happened in Turkey with Erdogan as well. Yeah. You know, we have got more examples of that. So so when you mentioned uh, Babish. I think you pro- probably said it. No, no, let me explain. So I think you probably said it because I think you you probably n- knew the stance of the Czech Republic as a European Union country on refugees, yeah? So, that, yeah. so th- this is interesting because I don't think he's far right, but this one thing, it sort of goes throughout the Czech politics, yeah? So we've got mm. this thing that uh, Czech politicians get votes for saying this in their campaigns that, oh, we don't want... We don't want uh, immigrant immigrants here like in- well it depends because we we took under our wing a lot of ukrainians so it's about where the immigrants are from yeah so Sorry. i think it's because we don't have much experience with like immigrants from muslim countries let's say yeah mm. um that's why i think there, there's a bit of like xenophobia yeah Yeah, it's just the way it is and that's why we were like the czech politicians were against it and they got a lot of votes and babish was one of them absolutely but he himself is not i don't think he's far right he's like centrist but he's ah it's just
1: it's difficult to put it's difficult to put a label on certain politics and but it's true you're right um those countries who came out of the who came out from communist came out from under communist rule in 1990 they they had a completely different idea of what europe looked like to them they were not used to the idea that people would come to their you know people would be
0: hmm.
1: people would come to their countries and would end up then you know would end up then want to be staying there especially not people who are let's say not like you yeah you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know i'm not gonna no, use it's the, true the, it's I'm true. not going use the vitriol that is used by certain politicians but the thing was that when we when countries like um you know the Czech Republic Hungary Slovakia came into the EU they had this idea of what the EU would look like they were promised the riches they were promised the, the they were promised the same the same ideas as what though as um as what everyone else had within the EU when it turned out, though, that the EU was really, oh, well, you know, you're just a, a left-behind cent- central Eastern European country, it was like, well, why do we need to, you know, that's when people sort of turned on it. You know, they turned on the European project and said, well, hang on a second, you promised the, you promised the riches. Where were they? They never came, yeah? The money never came. Or when it came, it was like, okay, we're not gonna we're only giving you a very small proportion of, of the whole of the whole money you know of the whole of everything that's available to you that's not an excuse though to then go and you know to slip from where you from where you are on the political spectrum to to an extremist position because it doesn't make it it is literally the point then here that we become if people are told lies hmm. of course they're gonna turn but that is not an excuse to then become xenophobic towards, you know, towards... No,
0: It's, it's just one example, but yeah, it's, it's just like that. But I think it's it comes from xenophobic, like, it comes from the fact that we don't, they are not our neighbours, we don't know them. People are just scared, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not like, I think it's not even the worst here, right, because we are really close to Germany, and I think if you go further to the east, it, it gets worse, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so like I'm I'm it could be much worse here you know but this is one thing like we are not good at right at the moment you are right yeah. Well, uh, uh, Tommy, a fantastic chat with you. I like I like how we <laughs> jump to different things. It's it's cool. Um I think we're going to leave it there because I don't want the podcast to be too long but if you want we can we can do part 2 at some point. Yeah. It's totally fine. But uh, I should mention we have got your Instagram account, um, Thomas Bradford Teaching, if you guys want to add uh, Tommy on Instagram. And those of you who are watching this on my YouTube channel, you can see it at the bottom. Um, then this is your website, right? Uh, oh, wow. Learn oh, with wow. <laughs> I'm prepared. I'm prepared. You know?
1: <laughs> I'm prepared. And uh, so um can we get that can we get that going in the banner as well along with the IG handle does that can I, that work does that work that well I'll look?
0: have I'll have to change something here but uh do, no, do you... it doesn't work. I just like next time it. next time yeah I can I can put it there I yeah I, I could I could put it as the as the banner on the at the bottom or as a sta- stationary banner um okay so it's been it's been a real pleasure to have you on the podcast Tommy Thank and uh, thank you very much for featuring and telling us about uh, the UK and your perspective. It is different from a lot of people, but I would say actually it's quite common for yeah. English teachers. And you are an English teacher yourself. I don't know if you said it. You you called me teacher several times here, but I don't know if we if we have properly introduced you as an English teacher. So I would say you're not the exception. Like even when I worked um, in the UK for Speaker London. I think there was just literally one English teacher who was pro Brexit and he, and he worked and he worked only on Saturdays. So, (laughs) so like, I don't think, I I think, I think, um, you know, your, your views are not that extremist
1: at all. (laughs) I mean, you know, people will, people will see my views as being a bit off, you know, off the charts, but, um, that's you know if you don't want if you don't want to hear it you don't have to listen to it
0: exactly but if you have listened this long i think it's too late now you've already heard them yeah
1: <laughs> exactly oh thanks I'd thanks I'd thanks, thank thanks again. yeah thank you i'd love to do part two of this uh which is something a little more light on the people's ears you know because politics can be a bit you know can be a bit dark at times that's
0: true but you might be surprised i think we covered a lot of interesting topics here and and we mentioned the Queen as well, your your position on all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think it, it can be quite annoying for some people, but at the same time, it's very important. We need to talk about this. Yeah. We need to talk about this. So I think you did a good job of that. Thanks again. Thank you. And uh, yeah, uh, I guess all that remains to say is uh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenx English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenekenglishpodcast.podbean.com.